Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. Uh, We are live on the air, and welcome to our 10th episode. I am Sabre Robinson, the founder of Black Women Widows Empowered, where since 2015, we we have been empowering widows of color uh, via podcasting, blogging, book discussions, uh, publishing, meetups, dating events, and even online love, intimacy, and and grief Facebook support groups. So welcome to our podcasting world. Uh, But for today's episode, before we get to our special guest, uh, I would like to give a shout-out to Shaw University Divinity School as they gear up for their 32nd annual Women's Conference this weekend. Uh, It's entitled The Souls of Black and Brown Girls. So go on over and visit their Facebook page, Shaw University Divinity School, for more information, and you should find all the information there. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, I have with me on the call uh, Courtney Lee Smith of RelationshipServiceStation.com. She's a certified relationship expert and grief recovery, recovery specialist, rather. Um, Courtney Lee Smith, are you on the call? Yes, I am here. Hi. It's so nice to finally hear your voice. <laughs> yes. I, I'm excited I about our Friday night chat. Ah, <laughs> Friday night. I know. I hear your voice on Instagram and listen to your videos. You sound the exact same, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, let me. Now, what I have. I'm just going to go and kind of and, and just give a brief introduction, if you don't mind. Um, okay. Ladies and, ladies and gentlemen, those who are on the call or those who are streaming, uh, Courtney Lee Smith is a perfect example of someone whose passion and calling in life chose her. As a relationship coach, Courtney prepares engaged couples for marriage so they can stay together and teaches existing spouses how to keep their romance continually blooming. Um, so I am excited to chat with you, and I know there's more to it than, um, you know, being a relationship coach and, um, you're also, you know, you're also a grief specialist. And um, when I saw you online, um, I, I just had to interview you. I had to have you on the podcast because you are a widow who married – a widower. So that really caught my attention. And I would, you know, lurk your Facebook page of course and <laughs> and just and just um, you know, enjoyed all of your postings and your beautiful pictures and your beautiful smile. I'm like, okay, I've got to have this woman on the podcast and just talk about, you know, grief and loss and relationships and you know, Number one, you've been in in our shoes. You know, you've you've been a widow. Number two, you're a widow who married a widower. Number three, you know a thing or two about relationships. So, I want to get to the hot topics and hot questions. I guess, as Wendy Williams would say. (laughs) 
But, you know, I have a few questions, if you don't mind. But before we do, is there anything, would you like to um, kind of uh, explain to the audience, you know, um, a little bit about, a little bit more about Relationship Services Station? Um, sure, 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 sure. Um, actually, um, I can even kind of go back a little bit further than Relationship Service Station because, I mean, awesome. if you don't know, a lot of times people in somewhere is not necessarily where they wanted to begin. Kind of like you said, our, our, our life brought us to this journey. Um, it's amazing because I wanted to do, I really just wanted to have parties. I wanted to have parties that just deal with the happy parts of people, relationships, and that was what I had the conversation with God, that I was just going to have parties. So I actually have been had been doing events for like 26 years, so I was like, okay, God, I can do this party oh, thing. Oh, wow. That, <laughs> and and I mean, I had planned on. You just want to do parties. Parties like P-A-R-T-Y? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, like okay. date nights and um, anniversary oh, parties, you know, nice. just to celebrate the wonderful things in relationships. And God said, yeah. no, that's not deep enough. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, he said, that listen. was not yeah. deep enough. Yeah. So wow. I, yeah, so that is really how Relationship Service Station came about. He said, you're going to dig a little bit deeper. You're not going to be allowed mm. to just throw parties. <laughs> so... Relationship Service Station is really a representation of both me and my husband. Since he really is a certified mechanic, the service station really is how it represents the both of us. How oh, we nice. came together. And I like that name. I love that name. It's different. It's unique. I love it. Yeah. So it represents how we came together, and then it evolved into our experiences. So it evolved into more than just dealing with, you know, couples before they get married, teaching them what really I do means. And then it evolved into, you know, talking to people, what do you do after death really does you part? You know, we always say, mm. hey, we're together, we're ride and die, you know, death, till death do us part, you know, as part of our vows. Yes. But nobody ever talks to people about, okay, when this happens, what do you do? Right. It's, it's right. no conversation about it. It's no conversation yes. about how, yes. you're, how you're supposed to deal with your family. It's no conversation about how you're supposed to deal with yourself. It's no conversation about how are you supposed to deal with the kids, how you're supposed to deal with joint friends. So we kind of took a little time and, you know, we actually do a couple of videos together and then we actually offer a few programs to help people develop strategies for get into like a 12-step program and say, okay, I got this program down packed. But the problem with that is, you know, grief will hit you even when you think you've gotten past it. It doesn't, mm. it takes very, yes. something very simple to bring it back up. So yes, I think of it as, as a strategy that you have to put in place that you work every day in order for it to become your lifestyle and not say, okay, I've completed this program. Mm, so it's more of a, a, a awesome. grief strategy that we need to implement. So those are a few of the things that we got going on. And, of course, you know, I love talking. So that's <laughs> a component that we do <laughs> videos. But, I mean, we we offer, and I, that's why I love what you're doing because it really speaks to what we do. Um, me and my husband, yes. we co-host the, the Widow's Voice where we actually speak about some of the um, taboo things that people don't want to have in that grief conversation. So. Yeah, yeah. And it needs to be said. You know, it needs to be talked about. It needs to be discussed. 
That is so awesome. So how did you two meet? Ooh, that's an interesting story. <laughs> well, I have time. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it, it actually started off as um, my then coworker, which is now my brother, actually, um, we were sitting at, um, at a dinner after work, and he was like, you know, and so this was probably maybe six, seven months after my husband had already passed, and he said, you know, I sit with you at dinner, we go to lunch, you know, because we, we work out of town a lot for work. And he was like, and you always seem in good spirits. He always said, he said, you never seem sad, you never, you know, always moping around. And he said, you know, my brother lost his wife the same month you did. And he said, he's just, he said, he's struggling. He said, but can you talk to him? Because I'm really tired of talking to him. <laughs> oh, wow. You know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so we don't really realize how the um how our pressure of grief really burdens another person. So I was like, sure. I mean, I would I would love to talk to him. He said, well, I'm I'm not gonna tell him that you're gonna talk to him about that. He said, well, he's a great mechanic. So I have him, you know, because we had a conversation. I had a, a truck, a very old truck. I used to call my truck Goldie. And so I said, yeah, send him out there to look, come look at Goldie. And he said, we're going to make, we going to seal this deal tonight. So he made a plan. He had already referred him. And that night oh, while we were sitting there eating dinner, he called him and he said, oh, yeah, okay, a date time. And he was like, okay, good. Everything is set. So oh, he came. He fixed oh, my truck. Yeah, so he fixed my broken down jalopy, and we now we together we fix each other. And then oh actually, forty five days later, we were actually getting married. So we got married New Year's <gasps> Eve. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! So when you met him from the first day you met him, forty five days later, you got married. Yes. <laughs> wow, that is awesome! Oh my goodness. <laughs> And how long? So have you been shocked about it? It will be actually you know, five years this New Year's oh, Eve coming up. So, wow! Yes. You know that was a that was a topic in one in in one of in our uh, our private Facebook group. You know how long, um, you know how long was it before you met your husband? And you know some said three months, some said maybe a year, some said just you know under a month. So 45 days, that's, you know, you just never know. If it's God-ordained, it could be a day, you know, especially if you both know that you know that you know. So I commend you. Awesome. How how long was, yeah. he, was he a widower before he met you? Um, We were, so let's see, we met in November, got married at the end of December, so we were both actually widowers. That would make it seven months. Wow. Wow. That is, you know, that's, 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 that's another love, that's your chapter too. That's another love story. Yeah, yeah, it is. How long were you married prior, you know, with your first husband? Um, 20 for me and 32 years for him. (gasps) Wow. Okay. So both of you already know, you know, you've been through the marriage, the marriage, and you you basically know how, you know, what a marriage is made of. So 
that's a lot of years between you both. That is a lot of years. Yeah, that makes us some old people. Don't yeah. <laughs> no, no, you're young. You're not old. You are young and vibrant. So, wow. Well, that is so awesome. So, I do have another question though. Um, okay. Now, do either of you do either of you have any discussions or emotional flashbacks about your former spouses? Um, we we do have memories, and um, I think kind of like what I said, we we really can't control those memories. But yeah. what we really yeah. do is, um, in that we try to have discussions about it, you know, to be open and transparent each other, because that allows us to develop a more powerful F in those discussions, so we can really know what's going on with each other. Because I think a lot of times what's happening is we shut our emotions down from each other, and then we yeah. get further away from a person. So what we do is like if, you know, that individual's birthday come up or a holiday, you know, we talk about, oh, we would have been doing this with this. And, and, oh, and I mean, we'll say, oh, well, well, I will say, oh, well, do you want to go there? Do you want to go do this? You know what I'm saying? I mean, is that something you want to do or is it, you know, are we just talking about it, you know? So we kind of, yeah you know, yeah. So, and I think that makes it easier because we can say, okay, well, you know, that was something I really didn't enjoy then, but... <laughs> But, wow. I mean, that was just an autumn tradition, but uh, we really just try to create our own traditions, though, so okay, that we can really good. do that. Okay. But and one thing that we knew we both, we can't, yeah. we, yeah, yeah. But we knew we came in with grief baggage, so that that's the key. And I think people, any any relationship, you bring in baggage, so you just got to be really open to discuss what that baggage is. Right, Absolutely. Now, during your uh, discussions or any of your, you know, your shows, has there been any show in particular that, you know, stands out um, on your shows that you, Ooh, you know, you talk we... to any widows or widowers? <laughs> um, actually, a show does stick out, and because it sticks out is because this gentleman actually lost two wives. So he was a widower twice. He was a widower twice and then was even brave enough to get married a third time. Mm. And brave enough to come on your show and talk about it. Yeah, yeah. So it was, was, you know, because he went through the whole process of how he lost friends twice because they really didn't Mm. know how to communicate with them and so, I mean, it was just exactly. not even he lost his spouse. He he lost that community, those people who he had yes. grown again in another relationship. Yes, yes. And, and that happens. You know, unfortunately, you lose, you know, especially if you have married couples. You know, it's been, you know, we've, we've even discussed um, how we're just not invited anymore, you know, to, yeah. to events from our married friends. And I think it's because, you know, it's, it's it's a lot of reasons, but, you know, whatever reason it is, it hurts, you know, um, and, you know, some some say they just, they feel that we may be uncomfortable. We may feel uncomfortable, but still, you know, extend us the invitation, <laughs> you know. Yeah, we, make we, the we offer. Probably, yeah, make the offer. Exactly, exactly. So... Do you still keep pictures of your, of you know, do both of you keep any pictures out of your former spouses in your house? 
Um, they're not out per se. Um, they're just like in the family albums or pictures like that. I mean, we really only keep pictures up, you know, of the memories that we're building. So, yeah. um, like you say, you know, we post a ton of pictures. So we always someplace snapping pictures of us and not us. He's on the phone. It's, we're at a photo shoot or at the station together. I mean, so, I mean, we have albums because, of course, we had families previous to that. So those albums are still here. So it's not like the pictures don't exist. And, I mean, it's not like it's something that we don't know about that we had a past, but it's not something that we post yeah. on the wall for other people to come and say, well, who is that? <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, kind of, yeah, social media. They'll be like, who in the world is that? Aren't you married? Yeah. Yeah, social media is kind of, <laughs> kind of a different thing, kind of a different thing. And I asked that question because I had wrote a blog about it, you know, and, you know, I, w- I was saying that, you know, in my in my writing that um, I just feel that if I get married, I would have to at least, I don't know, with just me. And I guess because of my kids that I would still, it would be hard for me to take pictures down. But, see, that's me right now saying that, and I don't know what would happen. But, I mean, it's, it's and I think it's it depends on, you know, the individual. Now, both of you, I think, is a unique circumstance because you both have been married and you have such a, you know, um, a, history in your marriages, you know, you've been married almost, you know, if you combine it, 50, uh, 50 some years. 52. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 52, 52. And, you know, my kids, I know, I'm knowing them, they'll come in the house and say, okay, where's daddy at? Probably not, you know, not intentionally, I'm sure, um, trying to, you know, maybe – um, not being concerned of, and this is just, you know, if I do remarry. But long story short, I wrote something saying that I just, I don't know if I could, you know, take the pictures down if I got married. And from your point of view, I can understand why, you know, you're saying you're building memories together, which definitely makes sense. But I think um, when you're ready, when you're actually ready, it's not that you have to destroy the pictures or get rid of the pictures, but you'll be ready for the next chapter. Right. When you're ready, exactly, exactly. Because like you said, you know, you're building additional memories, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, it's kind and, of and like that's the good. It, t- it takes some people longer to clean out the closet or the clothes. I mean, there it's different go. things in yeah. different phases that happen at different points of different people's lives. And, I mean, for us, we don't live in either of our houses. We have an us house. So uh, I think that makes yeah. a difference, too. Yeah, it yeah. does. So, it I mean, does. It does. Every, every aspect of it kind of makes, makes a difference. Would you, what's your take on widows marrying widowers? Um, like, what's your take on that? Would you suggest it? Would you, you know, tell talk to me um, about you know I your don't feelings say that it's a, Um, I don't say it's a bad thing. The biggest thing is, as long as you're not doing it just because you think they know how you feel, because okay. even yeah. in that, even in that case, 
if your your spouses didn't die the same way, um, you don't even know if you all felt about each other the same way. So it, you still have different emotions and still different feelings. So not marrying somebody so you feel like you have somebody who's going to be sympathetic or empathetic, but just because you love that person and just happen to be a widow and a widow, it's cool, but it, to yeah. actually go seek out a person because of that similar loss, you might find yourself actually in a worse situation. And it, it, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, I think me personally, um, I wouldn't discount it, I guess, because, you know, they have gone through the similar, you know, the similar grief. Or they may not have, but that's something I would not discount. I would try it, and I would also, you know, try dating someone who's divorced, you know. But I just wanted to get your take on it since you did marry a widower. So I appreciate that. I appreciate your feedback. Um, yeah, it, it works for us, and I just want to say it, it just depends on the individual. Absolutely. Well, let me open up and see if we have any questions. Uh, if we have any questions from uh, the the listening audience. Hi there. This is Sabra. Who's on the call? Hey, Sabra. It's, it's Melody. How are you? Hello, Courtney. Hi. Fine. Hey, I have a question. It, it builds off of um, something that Courtney said about not proactively seeking widowers because they may not understand what you're feeling and it could make the situation worse. Could you kind of expand on that in terms of what do you mean by it might make it worse? Well, the, uh, and, and what I what I mean by that is if you're actually seeking somebody for the empathy and for that sympathy because you haven't actually healed and two unhealthy people are getting in a relationship, you could just be setting up a house with a memorial of two people and you never get to the place where you actually are building new with each other. Oh, so wow, you're both yeah. caught, in, caught, caught in the past. So that's what I'm saying. If you're just right. actively seeking somebody to – you know, have somebody to stay in a place of grief with you versus right. to move forward. Right, right. Yeah, because you would think, like you said, that that person would understand your feelings, but as you noted, they may not. Plus, you might just get in that rut of both grieving and not moving yeah. forward. Okay. And the other thing is, in, in terms of um your services, do you guys, since you, you, you've been experts in, in parties and, and events, <laughs> do you have, like, special um, dating services where you do get widows and widowers together, where it's really widows and widowers to meet each other and get to know each other? It is not really for um, dating purposes, though. <laughs> it's it's more um, what, what, it's more what we call a happy hour. So that um, and it's not happy hour as is in drinking. It's happy hour to create a place where you feel like you can find your joy. Talk about the things that bring you joy and happiness instead of focusing on the things. On, that we do on the daily basis that don't bring us joy. So it's just really a place to find that joy. So it's not like a meet-up or a date-up. Okay. It's more like 
just networking, sharing, that kind of thing? Yeah, just saying and finding that joy, finding that happiness after you've made a loss. Because I think a lot of people feel like after you lose somebody, you're not supposed to be happy. You're not supposed to live. But the thing is, is that's our whole thing is to make a choice to live. And we're really pushing people to find that little key to happiness in them so they can help find direction out of that dark place. Yeah, because that's the thing. You, how do you overcome, I guess, that guilt of feeling like, okay, if I get into another relationship, I am, in a sense, dishonoring my spouse? How did you get over that guilt or that feeling? I don't know if you had that, but. um, I don't really see it as dishonoring. I actually see it as honoring because, it is you being who you are, being joyful, being happy, keeping a smile on your face. Because um, one of the things is laughing and smiling is something I just do naturally. So um, for for me not to do that would be actually dishonoring to who I am and to even who I yeah. was with him. So that would have not been right. my real self. So you have to think when you say dishonoring them, it's a dishonoring to not really be true to yourself, to actually lock up a part of you and say, okay, I've locked this part away. I'm never going to let this part out. I'm never going to be happy. I'm never going to experience love again. I'm never going to just get out and live. That is actually dishonoring because you've actually, you know, become a false and fake person. Right, right, right. Mm. That's good Good questions. Good Mm. questions. Awesome. Do we have any? uh, Do we have any more questions from the listening audience? Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I do have another question, uh, Courtney. Um, Okay. Now. What are the dangers of of not realizing a healthy relationship? And when you say realizing a healthy relationship with yourself or realizing that you not being open to love? Both, both. It was originally not being open to love, but, you know, I would say with ourselves as well. Okay, and and I and the only reason I say that is because you can't even begin to open up to start loving somebody else until because a good question that the um listener brought up was when you're in guilt and when you're in grief, a lot of times you get into a relationship because you are easily manipulated and you're not in a healthy place of love with yourself. Yeah. And so. You, you. First of all, that's one of the things I say. You got to learn to love you back again. Learn loving the me that you've become. Because the thing is, a lot of things, even that you enjoyed in your previous relationship or that you did in your previous relationship, you might not want to do again. So right. you have Absolutely. to really analyze those things and say, okay, this is who the new me is. I love the new me. I love where I am now. And then you can actually open up to being loved and loving somebody else to invite them into that place of where your new now is. And I think that's where a lot of times people don't move into their new now. They slip back into who they were and try to force themselves to be that person of who they were instead of being who they've evolved into being. Absolutely. uh, Absolutely. How they say hurt people hurt people. 
And and that's what mm-hmm. happen because if you're drowning in your emotions and your feelings, all you're gonna do is mm-hmm. drown the person who steps in there with you. Exactly. It's it's it. It really depends on you know. You got to be in a good state, you know, mental wise and uh, emotional wise. Absolutely. Um, yeah, even spiritually, because the thing is, spiritually. a lot of times people are mad at people are mad at God. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. then when, when they're mad at God, it, it sets up a lot of dysfunction because if you're mad at God, you're mad at everybody else who believes in God. You're mad at everybody else who still has faith in God. So that means you become a person who lash out in anything that brings God to the situation. So it's, it yeah. has to be a whole healthy person that will allow another healthy person to come in. So both of them basically need to be healthy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I, I believe in the yeah. whole healing healthy before you move past and keep forward. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I do appreciate it. It's We have one minute left. <laughs> and um, this has been very, um, you know, a very uh, uh, inspirational uh, chat, um, very informative. I really appreciate it. Um you know, especially with um, you dating a widower, and that's and that's I hate to say a hot topic, but you know, it's it's a question that that often is is asked. You know, would you is it okay to date a widower? Should we date a widower? Um, and I, I really had to have you on this show just to kind of you know give people hope. You know, um, yes, you can date a widower. Yes, you can date someone who's divorced, but, you know, you just really have to make sure that you're ready, that you both are yeah. ready. And I, yeah, and I applaud you both. You know, I, um, you know, you're obviously mature in your, in your marriage, you know, in your relationship, rather, because of, you know, the, the many years that you both bring together. So, and you waited, well, you, you met and then you got married 45 days later. Was it a big wedding? Was it a courthouse wedding? I'm just so curious. Oh, that's fine. It was a courthouse wedding. And then a year later, we had a um, New Year's Eve anniversary party, and that's when we did a big one. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, I know that had to be really nice. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Courtney, um, for agreeing to come on the air and chat with me. I really do. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing. Um, I just pray we we still stay connected. Um, yes, So yes. thank you very much. I appreciate it. I appreciate the listening audience. Thank you for calling in. Um, one thing I do want to remind everyone, you know, just remember grief never ends, but it changes. Uh, it's a passage. It's not a place to stay. Grief is not a sign of weakness nor a lack of faith. It is the price of love, and I give God the glory. So until next time, peace and understanding, everyone, and thank you for joining. Thank you so much, Courtney. I do appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. All right. You have a great evening.